0: Welcome to episode 5 of Companions of the Perception Check. This evening we'll be discussing fey creatures in the fey wild. I'm Kevin, and joining me this evening are... Seth Colgrove.
1: Michael Gavan.
0: Zachary Ruffing. Tonight's topic, fey. Oh. fake creatures. Um, so, what what does fey mean it's you, you see him in the monster manual and and sometimes items give bonuses and protection from things like the fey but really what outside of you know some information about the elves what what are fey oh well, it's actually a scottish old english word it means fated to the point of death uh, or uh, fated to die soon
2: I think it will also it sort of uh refers to the sort of uh fair folk creatures that are a little un little unworldly a bit uh, a bit above and beyond this and most of the fae in Dungeons and Dragons more take their roots from things that are more folkloric rather than mythical like you don't usually find things like dragons or giants or undead here you more you more find things that you, you know, hundreds of years ago probably would have heard about sitting around the campfire or, you know, sitting around the hearth. These are generally smaller, more mysterious, more withdrawn, but also just sort of out of sorts with the regular world, but sort of still natural.
1: So basically the creatures of our nightmares.
2: Some of them, them definitely, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I suppose more accurately, creatures of our dreams. Yeah. Either either way, either way, how that goes. Um. I mean, we've got if you if you look through the the different creatures, a lot of them have things. Uh, I guess Fey. It'd be like. Almost racial traits like um, you have with other other playable uh, races. A lot of them have innate spell casting and magic resistance, um, uh, and just part of them, just for being Fey.
2: Yeah. Also, a lot of them, if you look at their backstories, are often brought into existence by um, by certain events that sometimes have things to do with emotion, or they seem to function under rather unusual rules that natural creatures don't. Like they have sort of their whole, it's a sort of weird society, weird rules of dealing with them and one another. Mm hmm. And as for uh, their origins in the game, in terms of in-world origins, they're largely um, from either usually uh, the upper plane, such as Arborea or uh, the Beastlands, or sometimes, uh, actually most frequently from the Feywild, which depending on whether you want to use the fourth edition explanation or the fifth uh the fourth called it sort of the bright reflection of our world the shadow fell was sort of life deprived the feywild was sort of life infused or magic infused well kind of both
0: i think both both have have their magics um i know the uh dungeon master's guide and the and the the Monster Manual have have quite a few um, you know the what what got me on the these first ones here the hags um, they're they're fae but they're they're the ugly side of the natural world they're, they you know tend to be evil and, and corrupted and work in groups of well they they tend to work alone but if they work in groups of 3 or form a coven they their, their power grows exponentially.
2: Yeah, they get access to a pretty nasty pool of spells that they can cast collectively. Um, yeah, hags are, um... hags are interesting, uh, because... Well, they haven't... They're actually been made into fae relatively recently. Um, in 3rd edition, they were classified as monstrous humanoids. Um... Weird thing was is in they actually aren't, despite their appearance, they are not female. They're actually genderless. So cue your um transvestite Monty Python voice when you <laughs> bring them into play. But I'll tell you uh, what
0: they put me in mind of is the uh the fates from the uh, Disney's Hercules.
1: I was gonna go with the Smurfs. Oh right. just,
0: how did you how did you get smurfs out of that?
1: Because smurfs are genderless and everyone thinks they're all guys. Okay, I could I could see that, but then then how do you deal with Smurfette? She isn't a Smurf. She was created by Gargamel as a trap. True story. Booyah.
0: Alright. <laughs> um Michael, I, I, I see I see that as well. Uh, um, as the the fates in, in Disney's Hercules, but what what interests me is how that why they moved him to Fay. Because they they are evil and corrupted. I could I could see them more as a a magical being that's been, you know, twisted
2: and and changed.
0: Much less. Well, you
2: know. the the first tags weren't exactly born and. The hags even now aren't exactly born. In fact, a new hag is born when a hag eats a child. Um, I think also it could be some of the again some of the folkloric roots, because if you look in uh, in Volo's Guide to Monsters, it has an extensive section on hags, as well as two very powerful new ones: um, the Honest and the um, Viewer Hag. But the thing is they they all kind of had the old, you know, fairy tale witch thing going on. I think the I think the coven and them being able to create items that they share is part of the thing of the fates because you know how in Disney's Hercules the Fates were passing around the eye? Yeah. Uh A coven of hags can make one of those eyes, too. But, of course, they can only make one, and they have to share it and use it collectively. Um, They also kind of remind me of the Norns. The Norns are are kind of like the Fates, but they're uh, Norse. And, again, you have these. They also, there are three of them, too. Some think they actually have a common folkloric ancestry, but... um, and they were always doing magic and stuff. And also each, I think, also the reason they have um, they have the fae is each is tied to a particular environment. Fiore hags to places that are cold. Honest hags to mountains. Green hags to forests. Sea hags to well the ocean and. Uh, Night hags are the only hags that actually aren't fae. They actually are fiends and live in uh, Haiti. But you, you have them often performing rituals together in groups of three. You got, to, you got a lot of the old fairy tale stuff. And also, I think they, I think they are also fae because they involve a certain emotional aspect. Each one of them is not just a corruption of nature. They want to spread a certain type of corrupt feeling. Uh, green hags spread despair. your hags want to cause all sorts of trouble that can come in a winter, you know, in a excessively harsh winter and so on. Honest hags like to be frightening. And they like to corrupt others and spread that sort of personality and feeling around in their doing.
0: Yeah. well let's let's move on from from the hags and move on to the more i guess classical creatures here or more fun i should say lighthearted the the pixies
2: yeah
0: um now, re- reading about the pixies, they're they're fit, they're very reclusive, hard to find, and they're fun-loving and fickle, and really not dedicated to a cause.
2: Yeah, these are uh these are very much um these are in some ways both your classic fairies and your actual old-timey fairy tale fairies, and I'm not talking like the Disney
1: versions. I'm talking you know much older version.
2: Oh, what's um, wrong with Tinkerbell?
1: The... Something came before Disney? I've never heard that before. Well, like you you
2: they had they have the typical one they do have pixie dust which they can use to mimic other spells. Um I think flight is one of them. Happy no, thoughts. I I I,
0: I, I I I find it funny because I was, as I was reading this with with Megan, she was um, wondering why gnomes weren't in this list of of Fae because no to her gnomes are always going to be the magical um the, the magical where always wears a pointy hat and it and is uh is very reclusive and fun loving as well.
2: Actually still have she that a lot. Gnome. Gnomes are still, yeah, gnomes are still, in fact, very closely connected to Fae, especially the forest one. But, and in fourth edition, they were Fae, they were Fae humanoids because how Fae worked then was a little different. Um, And the same was true of elves, actually, in fourth edition. But, the, but, pixies are fickle, like, they don't really they kinda just do what what they think is fine for them. They not really into violence but also are pranksters, mischievous, usually not malevolent tricksters, but probably my favorite thing I ever saw like Kurt Pixie do was in fourth edition they actually turned silps, which are air elemental female monster. They actually turn them into Fay. And they had their origin story in one of the um, in one of the dragon articles in Dragon magazine, and it was a a scholar had caught and dissected a pixie, and then he was bragging to a bunch of pixies about how he was this incredibly smart guy, and they wondered where did you get where do you have all this knowledge? He goes, I have it up here in my brain so they split his head open with a rock. All they find is this thing side. this little gray thing inside, Then they get bored and go away.
1: <laughs> they sound like a fun-loving sort.
2: Impulsive
0: with no consequences. That's what it all boils down to. Well, fun-loving time actually ties into to the, our next fae, which is a satyr, and call me Phil. <laughs> since, we're, since
2: we keep uh, since, since we're we keep re- referencing, referencing
0: Disney movies, um, they're uh, they're they're pure chaotic, and they're just out for a good time.
2: Yeah, they uh, yeah, I mean they're talking they're they're hedonist to the max. They're pretty much partying all the time, getting drunk off their asses. Um, well, getting drunk off their butts. And, they're, they're hooked just, it, Ass works. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> so, so they'd be out working the
2: hedonism uh, bot, huh? Yeah, they pretty much just want to drink, have fun, and draw other people into it, too, because a lot of them, if there's a group of them, at least one of them has pan which they can play to issue different emotional effects, pe- fear or just an urge to party. And then they get you in a lot of trouble and then just leave you high and dry usually. Um, well, you, know,
1: you know what they say.
2: Alter- there was an Ain't alternate.
1: Oh, go ahead. You know what they say. Ain't no party like a Seder party. The seder party don't stop party until the, movies movies. the cops show up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there there
2: was a darker version in 4th edition called Satyrs of the Night which actually were connected to the Shadowfell and they were very devil-like they were also playable in 4th edition as were Pixies I think I recall that and and Satyrs were the only male only race
0: Explains well, why they got a party all the time. Sausage party. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Well, they 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 the satyrs are represented among the archfey by Harsim, who's not a satyr yeah. but as close as any archfey is going to get.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and going return to Had, Tags are represented by Baba Yaga. But most Fae have a uh, most fae have an archfey that sort of picks them, kind
0: but, of like a like a patron deity.
2: Yeah, they, they don't necessarily worship them because the archfey are mortal. They're immensely powerful, but they are mortal. But uh, but yeah, and then you even have some that sort of hang over from fourth edition, like even though dryags or Plank now um because they were fay plants in fourth edition you have fath again for them
0: well our our next fay is the sprite which they're warrior fey. i guess if if you had to line up fay armies they would be i guess the front line for it
2: yeah they are, uh, they are, I think they're chaotic good and they are very much, um, they are very proactive in protecting their charges and homes. Uh, what they're biggest for is their, uh, sprite fleet poison, which is pretty bad. Usually they'll, uh, usually they'll shoot the adventures till they're all out cold and then, so drag them out of their territory and tell them not to come back.
0: So they're more of a stab first, ask questions later.
2: Yeah. So they fit
0: right well. They they fit in right. They, they fit right in with our party.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they still obey their thirst.
2: <laughs> they do. And if yeah. and if you cast a and because of the size of figures, if you cast enlarge on them twice, you are placed the spite mini with a can of Sprite. <laughs> until, the, until the
0: players get thirsty, and then, well, wow. another trip to the store, and another cast of Enlarge. <laughs>
2: um,
0: those were all that, that came out with the initial release. Volo's Guide has introduced quite a few new Fae um, the the boggle. I like the boggle. Which are they're they're interdimensional fey, not the game that makes a heck of a lot of noise and requires you to actually know how to spell.
1: <laughs> the chickens can play it. <laughs> oh. uh.
2: I like them just. I even like just their background because they form in places where there are strong feelings of loneliness. Is that not just the littlest bit creepy? That you could be living alone and suddenly there's this little goblin-esque thing living in your house, dropping pools of either sticky or super slippery goo all over the place.
1: Now I'm starting to think I may be a boggle.
2: You know, I'd like to think. That that maybe though they form they might help you out. Uh, they're not evil. They they are mischievous. They kind of act like hyperactive children. Uh, they're not big on actually hurting people. And a lot of they they say they actually make decent familiars for uh archfey pact Warlock.
0: Well, I, I figure you know it, it knows you're lonely. It it might help you, you know, rustle through yeah. the couch cushions to. To get that last, like, couple of bucks for a pizza.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it would probably be the one that cracks open that sprite. It might be. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: mo- moving on, we've got something that is out of the... uh. Out of the nightmare side. And that's the Dark Queens.
1: Yes. They sound friendly enough.
0: Oh, they were they were transformed after they betrayed the Summer Queen.
2: Is it Light Herdsome or something?
0: Yeah, they're... They kind of remind me of vampires. You know, they seem... They don't... I mean, kind of like vampires, but more... Traditional undead, yeah, because a lot of traditional undead are hurt by light, Um, yeah, and they they like to, you know, they're they're still kind of evil there. Um, moving on to, uh, moving on to some more happier happier uh beast you've got the corids i think i'm pronouncing that right
2: i think it's just cord isn't it Uh, there's no pronunciation. pronunciation what uh there's
0: no there's no pronunciation guide yeah would be nice if it had it but um but cords are um they're earthy creatures that are tied to earth and stone. They're valued by adventurers because they can help find buried treasure. And, and, or they can, deposit. but they're,
2: they're very uh, territorial. And also they're called cords because they have very long braids, like very long hair. And the hair takes on whatever quality of the scissors used to cut it. Their, their deal I love is the way they bind you is they actually have a rope made of their hair that they keep with them that they can animate, and they cut it off with iron shears. So they basically okay. have telekinetic control
1: over a steel cable. Okay, that's the most nightmarish thing I've heard thus far. I don't want to be tied up with someone's hair. <laughs> They'll steal you away. It's Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, they're I mean they're 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 tied heavily to the ground and they can do they they actually um as as long as their feet are on the ground they do extra damage um to any attack any weapon attack. Which yeah. is bad because they they have multi attack so can swing their giant club twice.
2: And I think even without it they hit pretty hard. Uh, yeah they yeah i think they're pretty high yeah um yeah they're they're actually what they remind me of is just because i said that they remind me of how kobolds are an actual german folklore at least the mine kobold not the part about the hair but just sort of their mine affiliation Hmm. actually that's uh kobolds in uh Cobalt is actually where we get the name of the element cobalt because in German iron mines um, they would come across this ore that looked valuable but it was really cobalt and cobalt is poisonous and absorbed through the skin. Mm -hmm. So when they would handle it they would be in a lot of pain. It wouldn't kill them but it would hurt. So the guy who discovered cobalt named it after the that the Germans said put it there. That is very interesting.
0: And well, moving on oh. to the things that might still scare Seth. Um, I'm very finicky. Very finicky. Yeah. Well, we we, we moved to mean locks
2: and Zach didn't didn't you have these in your adventure? Yeah yeah you fought them. They were the weird uh, they were the weird things you were trying to rescue one of uh one of drag ship makes, but he was turned into yet another one of them. Oh, and this right. he killed him, a couple mind flayers showed up. That's Yeah, right. these guys. Yeah, yeah that mean-
1: went really well. <sighs> um,
2: yeah, me- meanlocks
0: are just basically fear incarnate.
1: Um, they can. Didn't they- you say Seth? They, can- they even kind of look like parallax from. Uh, yeah, to an extent, they they're very bug eyed and. If I, I don't the pictures I've seen of them, I don't see much color in them. But if they were more yellow, I would almost put them spot on as parallax. Yeah.
0: And, and I guess because they're so dark, well, not dark as in pigment, but you know, they're they're fear incarnate. They're they're they are as well um, sensitive to light.
2: Yeah. Again, one thing you often have with Fae is they have weird rules. Or, or they're spawned by some weird way, you know, some weird effect. You know, loneliness for the boogle the hair of a cord comes off when it turns into whatever you cut it off with when you cut it off, stuff like that. So if they, if they scare someone enough, a mean lock turns someone into another mean lock. Yeah, that's. I mean. And somebody, they're hurt by light,
0: so. Well, I mean, they're not exactly hurt. It says that it, they're sensitive to light, so perception checks oh, yeah, out the, in the light. Um, yeah. Are, are have they have disadvantage? So yeah. I'm guessing our entire team is actually we're we're like in a mean lock dream. We're mean locks dreaming where other people because we just cannot see squat. <laughs> um next up we have our quicklings which they they look the part they look kind of like elves with extended ears
2: and move really fast um I still think they should wear red suits with uh, with yellow trim <laughs> Or for um, they, the particularly rebellious teenagers, yellow suits with red trim.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they say they were um, after their uh, their were trans- Their life was sped up after they were uh, too slow to the to come to the Queen of Air and Darkness
2: um, one too many times. Uh, um, a couple things I like about these is. One, unlike most pay, which live pretty much forever, these things only live 15 years. Another thing I like about them, uh, just, well, this is more interesting. It actually annoyed the crap out of me till Volo's Guide came out. They actually, in the first set of, uh, of D&D minis, which was, um, I think, two and a half, two and a half years ago, uh, they had quickling figures, but they weren't statted till this book as far as I know. Which is really annoying because it was actually a pretty
1: common figure too. So,
0: so he had seems- like a thousand of them there and couldn't stat them?
1: Yeah. It seems like a real life to be continued.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Now this next fey would fit up fit in quite well with our party and those are the red caps Uh, I'm
2: thinking uh, just just after your next horrible atrocity which will be next session probably (laughs) I'll just turn you all into red caps
0: (laughs) they are chaotic evil fade that are born of bloodlust and they just go around killing without hesitation or regret
2: uh, I think a whole bunch are going to come up to uh, to the groove and start yelling "mommy" and "daddy."
1: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with mass genocide.
0: As long as it only if it's only if it's lizard folk. Um, next up, we have got the.
2: Yes, hound. Uh, let me pull it up here. I couldn't remember if those were actually fae or uh, or whether they were Fiend.
0: Uh, it said they were fae, and I okay, had, yeah. I had them I here. A- yeah. Um, yeah. They're basically yeah. Um, uh, evil fae hunting dogs. dogs.
2: Yeah, Th- this actually reminds me, I mean, they had him in fourth edition, the earlier ones, but the wild hunt, which is an old uh, Celtic uh, arch, like Celtic, say, being in classic, you know, folklore. Mm-hmm. And he would always hunt people with wolves or, these, you know, really big hounds, and he would chase them relentlessly, particularly at nighttime, whatever his targets were. These remind me of that. I don't think uh, I don't think the wild hunt uses yes hounds. I think he's got something else. But still, it kind of reminds you of that. And you can also have some interesting say undead things because these things are often lent, given as gifts to, uh, like vampires and you know, vampires, powerful evil wizards, fiends.
0: Well, I find it funny that they're given to, to vampires because. If they, if they, uh, the F hounds, uh, if they're caught in sunlight on the prime material plane, they, they're sent, they're banished to the, uh, ethereal plane until the sun goes down. Yeah. At dusk, they can, they can join, they could get to the, the border planes. And be seen and see the prime material plane and move around, but can't affect anything. But what only only when there's no sunlight can can they actually appear in the prime material plane. Yeah. So if you can if you can stall them long enough, you might be able to, or at least cast sunlight. You can get yeah. them out of the way.
2: Yeah. So I think that's actually kind of the idea, like the kind of the idea you can have with them. You can actually banish them. But then, you know, as soon as the sun goes down, because they can still be following you in the border ether, mm-hmm. Or as soon as you're in an area where there's no sunlight, they can come right back out.
1: So yeah. it gives you,
2: it I mean, it, you can really simulate that. OK, we're OK for the next few hours, but then what are we going to do?
0: Yeah. Add some suspense to the, the campaign. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the all the Fey we have. Uh, let's go around and what out of the Fey we've covered, what would be your favorite Fey, Seth?
1: Let's start with you. Uh, my favorite would probably be the Pixie, just because you don't know what they're gonna do. And uh, if you've paid attention to how I've played my Bard, I don't know what I'm gonna do either. So
0: there's a difference between not knowing what you're gonna do and not knowing what you're doing.
1: You're right, but I do both very well. (laughs) All right, Michael, what about yourself?
0: Uh, Sprite, because it's a delicious soft drink. Uh, Zachary, what about
2: you? I'd probably say Um, I like pretty much anything that sort of falls into the line of a devil. I like and the way Hags act with a lot of the packs and stuff they wind up making are very similar. So, well, like, I'd say either Hags or Yeshounds, actually. Or yethounds. Um,
1: Yes.
0: You know, out of all the ones we've got, I would probably go with either the Red Cap or the um, the The Red Cap, because I can see... I can see them being brought in very well after after a just a particularly brutal fight, or if you pass by some sort of uh, war zone where two armies are going at it, that they they could they could spring and and surprise either side or both sides. Yeah, uh, I
2: think it is also uh, if you're killed by a red cap, you become a red – like the act creates another red cap, so. You can yeah. have a two-way fight quickly becoming a three-way.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> not and, in that sense. Yeah, and uh, uh, or in the f hounds because it, you can use them to add to the to the suspense um, because you wow. can banish them, but you know if it's not daylight, then you're kind of kind of stuck and until it is. And if
2: they're and if they're in the border ether, if you can see into that, they can see out. So they can still be literally right on like right where you are even in the daytime they just can't come out till nighttime
0: But once they're once they're in i think once in once they they have to have they have to have some sort of shade to be able to be in the border ether, but they okay. can move around that so if you're yeah if you're kinda in a small clearing, then you know you've you gotta keep an eye out on all sides where the shade is. Or, you know, yeah. you do what we do best and just set fire to things. Yeah.
2: They can only come out of the darkness. I know how to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: righty. Well, that's all we've got this. That's all we got today for, for the Fae. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me. Um, and invite everybody to check our website out at companionsofperception.net and we will see you all next time everybody have a great night I would like to thank all of our guests as well as thank bensound.com for our music extreme action you can find them at bensound.com